Welcome to the Mary Jane Experience. Unbiased, unabridged, and most of all, informative. From our mountaintop view here in Colorado, here's how we see the cannabis industry today. Let's look at weed. What is going on, everybody? I am Casey Jones alongside Strawberry Sequoia coming to you from beautiful sunny Boulder, Colorado. Finally, winter decided to stop. Holla! Which is awesome. Took a while this year. Yeah, yeah. And we're finally getting into the growing season, so hopefully you've been seeing that. Uh, The plants are doing great, so that's always fun. This week's episode is another one of those kind of really cool ones. Uh, We got to talk to another... We'll call it high-level executive in the cannabis world, Ryan Brown. He is the CEO of Native Roots, and we got to go down to their headquarters here in Denver, Colorado, which is super cool. Strawberry Sequoia, what did we chat about? Set this one up for us. Yeah, so we went down to their headquarters, as Casey Jones just mentioned. Very cool office, by the way. Very cool little office. We met up with Ryan, who is actually just a super chill, really cool guy, very laid back down to earth, you know, for being such a high level CEO in the industry. That was really refreshing. He opened us right up with like jokes and all sorts of... A couple of of dad jokes to kick it off, which is kind of funny. Gotta have it. (laughs) So we sat down with him and we did it live. Hopefully some of you saw our live interview, but we basically, we talked about Ryan's journey into cannabis. We talked about Native Roots as a business, their market strategy and expansion plans. We went through the formula for a thriving dispensary, challenges, environmental concerns, marketing. I mean, we kind of did the full rundown of like, what's your expert opinion of the industry from where you stand? Yeah. So I thought it was really interesting and hopefully you all do too. Casey Jones, any further thoughts before we jump right into the interview? No, I think you kind of covered it. Um, You know, kind of the main point being that this is another person that has a, a, a true kind of bird's eye view of recreational marijuana as it stands not only locally here in the state of Colorado, but also globally, Um, because they are moving into Canada. So we talked to them about that a little bit. Uh, The Denver um, Business Journal, I believe, just did an article about it as well. So you can read that. We'll try and link it here. But yeah, just kind of some very good insights into the industry. Um, As always, we asked him his 1, 5, and 10 predictions. So he'll be a part of that next episode when we put that together. Keep an eye out for that. Without further ado, let's jump into the interview. We're just going to let this one run live like we have in the past because it's super interesting. So enjoy. Thanks for tuning in. All right. Welcome, everyone, to the Mary Jane Experience. We're here today with Ryan Brown of Native Roots. He is the CEO here of the largest dispensary chain in Colorado, if not the world. The world. I mean, we say? not the world <laughs> any longer, but oh no, we are up there. Exactly. So we're honored to be here in your presence. It's yep. so much fun um, here outside of Denver, and yeah. So thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, doing this yeah with us. no problem. Thank you guys for spending some time, and technically oh, still in Denver. 
Yes. Technically Techn still in Denver. Technically in the gerrymandered <laughs> district of Denver. <laughs> <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny the gerrymandered. Very important stuff. It's implied. Yeah. So just to kick it off for everyone, I sort of wanted to start out with your story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What was your journey into cannabis? Yeah, for sure. So I think actually kind of there's variants on this story. Um, <laughs> But what I would say is I uh, did not start in the cannabis industry in 2012 when yeah. medical became a real thing uh, in Colorado and ultimately, or 2009, I should say, and then 2012 when the bill passed in 2014 when people actually could have recreational dispensaries and start to engage in their recreational business. Um, there's a lot of folks that kind of hold my role that started in that time frame. I was actually pulled into this industry by a high school friend. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. Lucky uh, you. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it, be good buddies with your high school friends for everybody out there listening. Um, Do not burn bridges. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Never burn a bridge. Mm -hmm. uh, no, so one of my very good friends was one of essentially the founding leaders for Native Roots starting in 2014 when it really became a much bigger business. Um, when there was more investment and there was the desire to significantly scale. Okay. So starting in about 2015, as the operation did actually scale, uh, they you know, ran into complexity like every single business does that's scaling. Um, Got it. And so at the time I was working in consulting. Um, mm -hmm. Love consulting, nothing against consulting, but was uh, wanting to get a little bit more engaged in something where I sort of own the outcomes rather than uh, support the execution on behalf of somebody else and sort of walk away from a project. Got it, got it, got it. Um, and uh, yeah, I had the lucky accident of having a high school friend say, well, you just gotta come engage with us and, and help us grow in the right way. Okay. So uh, really at the very beginning of 2016, I, I joined the team as uh, chief revenue officer, okay. um, which was an, a nice made up title, but ultimately was uh, something that was focused <laughs> on helping to put some structure around the organization and the way it worked. Got it. Um, yeah. And then in 2017, kind of took the current role and nice. have uh, been riding the roller coaster ever since. Congrats. That's awesome. Uh, to that same end, just out of curiosity, because we've heard horror stories yeah. of the cannabis industry, and especially when companies were starting up, did you walk into a situation where you were like, oh, good God, this needs help? Or was the assemblance kind of there, let's say? No, I mean, well, I'll say this. Like when I, when I joined Native Roots, it was um, the deepest collection of people with like the most passion mm -hmm. around what they do that I've ever worked with in my life. Got it. So, awesome. you know, and it was people from all sorts of backgrounds. Like I think we even had a PhD that was like trimming cannabis at that point, oh, no uh, which, was, wow. which was pretty amazing. Um, so no, it was, it was just a purely passion based team Got um, with a variety of skill um, mm -hmm. across a huge number of disciplines. Okay. It wasn't necessarily like, organized in some of the ways that help an organization use resources mm -hmm. effectively, like Got it. have a, a clarified vision and purpose for where they're headed and, and some like structured things around how they get there. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of where I spent some time with the, the owners and the executive team at the time and, and mm -hmm. really worked with them to help sort of craft and take the, 
very significant vision and ultimately just make sure that we had the right tools in place and the right folks in place to execute. Nice. Very cool. Makes sense. So my next question is, as I mentioned, Native Roots being one of the biggest dispensaries mm -hmm. in Colorado. What are your expansion plans? Yeah. Without revealing too much. Yeah, I know. Reveal <laughs> all. <laughs> or if you want to reveal all. Editors out there. Um, no, uh, you know, Native Roots wants to continue to grow uh, significantly our business. Yeah. Um, so, and we've kind of got growth on a few different fronts at this point. So we've got some in-state work that we're doing to continue to grow and scale our our retail portfolio. Um, we actually have a wellness brand uh, of retail stores now. Okay. So we've got a, a wellness store that focuses exclusively on like, I'd say the non-THC cannabinoid rich products. Got it. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, we have some of those operations now operating in Colorado Springs and are continuing to scale that business. Um, mm. And then this year and then beyond, we'll really continue to open up really excellent high quality retail locations. So okay. with the uh, um, signing yesterday, actually, Ooh. of the public company ownership bill, I, I know That's that there right. is a technical other name for it. And yeah. I'll probably get in trouble for that later. <laughs> um, Sorry, so much is happening. We'll edit it. Yeah, yeah no, agreed. <laughs> it, it sort of opens up the opportunity for Colorado companies to scale, yeah. um, have yeah, resources yeah. to scale, which is a, a significantly important thing mm -hmm. and just been a disadvantage that Colorado yeah. companies have had the whole time. Um, so outside of that, we've been uh, scaling a Canadian retail arm as well. So oh, nice. Very cool. we started in the Great Prairie province of Manitoba. Mm. Um, and uh, have scaled to, I guess we got two stores operational, a couple more coming this summer. Okay. Uh, and just were awarded an opportunity to open another. So we'll oh, wow. scale that business. Um, and then we do have expansion targets kind of throughout the state. And got we, it. Or excuse me, throughout the country. We've got a bunch of target states that we like a lot and have applied mm -hmm. to or are actively applying for right now. Got it. So the uh, expansion strategy of organically applying for licenses and winning them is it's an interesting thing because the regulatory environment changes on an afternoon's oh, yeah. notice mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. so but uh yeah we're actively pursuing at this point four states um okay and uh we'll continue to seek out actively great markets where we think that the native roots brand and story mm -hmm. wins fair enough yeah yeah like that yeah, I mean, maintaining your brand and story throughout different states with different rules and different cultures sounds kind of difficult. How do you how do you do that? Yeah, it is. That's a that's a great question. Um, the most important thing, I guess, is to start with a really solid basis of like who you are as a company, mm -hmm. um, what your purpose is as an organization, and uh, why you exist. Um, and you know kudos to the uh, owners and executive team and, and the organization cares a ton about creating a really meaningful purpose and set of values that sort of drive the work that we do mm -hmm. but then also just making sure we've got the right supports in place to have exceptional people um, uh, both work in the organization, be recruited into the organization, and thrive in the organization. I mean, those things are all kind of key. And if you sort of slack on any of those items, yeah, it's probably impossible to maintain your identity and authenticity 
as you grow a business. Definitely. I mean, that was actually goes right into my next question and maybe answered it a little bit of just in general, how do you maintain a thriving dispensary? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question, too. I mean, the uh, the most important part is to stay really close to your customer mm-hmm. and have the customer kind of lead a bit in terms of what's the experience that's going to be most meaningful, what's the product selection that's going to be most, most meaningful, and make sure you're investing deeply in the the talent, support, and everything around your retail organization. So. I guess what I would say is like this last year, we went through an activity to help the entire organization have more of a customer focused lens mm-hmm. um, and have a better line of sight to the fact that, you know, it doesn't matter what role you have in the company, you're ultimately at the end of the day impacting a customer's experience that's going to either consume product that we make or consume product that's sold through our stores. And so, you know, really making sure that they all have that perspective really like changes the engagement internally. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a part of that, we developed, you know, quite a bit of professional development uh, to support staff and professional development ongoing. And then you just got to manage it. You got to have yeah. people that are willing to um, say when things are working well and willing to say when things aren't. Um, yeah. And you got to be willing to listen to the ideas. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And if you're not, then you know, it's going to slowly decline or struggle or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very true. Like being able to handle constructive criticism kind of being yeah. one of those biggest things that we always kind of deal with on day to day, you know? So, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so you have touched on a, a couple of times with, you know, challenges and regulation, things of that nature, being a multi-state operation and now international moving into Canada. What are do you, are a couple of the biggest hurdles that you've had to get over with your expansion, with maintaining the brand, et cetera? Yeah, it's a good question. I I guess I could start with the international piece. Mm -hmm. Um, That certainly presented a whole level of complexity as the U.S. and Canadian cannabis relationship is a little, it's actually impacted by some treaty that sort of dictates that um, international commerce and engagement in business that, you know, is considered illegal is not allowed um, mm-hmm. and there's rules around that and so making sure that we're completely and fully above board um, yeah. in how we approach that business and, and putting the care and effort into uh, structuring it um, and supporting it in the right way is been it's been complicated we've gotten Got there but okay. it's it's uh, uh, it was a big hurdle and then honestly in some parts it's you know making sure that we're supporting uh, uh, an organization that exists in multiple locations yeah. through things like as simple as this sounds, I, uh, you know, I know from your guys' background, this is probably relevant, but like <laughs> effective communication and oh, engagement and management <laughs> of people um, yeah. and making sure you're focusing on the right things. Mm-hmm. That's like immensely harder when you can't just drive to the person's location. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, you could drive like the twenty-eight hours it would take to get up there. Road right? trip. <laughs> you need a little camper van. Yeah. I know, I know. If my wife is listening, <laughs> I'm into it. Time to get another van life. I, I like it. There you go. Start hopping dispensary to dispensary. Yeah, no, that that is tough. Um, how often do you get to go up to Canada? Um, I end up going up into Canada every few months, really. 
Oh, nice. So was up there for 420, participating okay. in Fine. 420 activities. It's a slightly different environment than down here, just in terms of how visible 420 is in Colorado and yeah. some of the other yeah. uh, U.S. states that have either a strong med mm-hmm. program or a strong adult use program. Um, I, I got to know because we d- actually did an episode about 420. Nice. What 420 <laughs> means to certain people. 420 in Canada, just give us the like Reader's Digest notes. What was it about? What was it like? <laughs> yeah, so... It, I think that there is a similar tone as okay. to what exists in the U.S. So in Winnipeg, for example, there is, um, okay, they call it the ledge. It's uh, a hmm. spot in front of the legislative building, okay. which is where, you know, their regulatory or their legislators um, operate out of. Okay. And so there would always be a demonstration on 420 of folks that- Makes sense consume cannabis in the ledge or yeah, the field yeah. in front of the ledge and mm-hmm. um so there is some of the sim there's similar yeah, type there, of there's feel. a protest aspect to it we'll yeah say, or, and, or and now activism. that still existed it was just kind of a collection of people consuming cannabis this yeah. time yeah, yeah, yeah. um but uh yeah it was it, because of marketing and advertising rules and all those types of things it it was just less I want to say in your face. Okay. I feel like in Colorado, when you drive around Denver mm-hmm. around 420. and 420! You know, it's it's <laughs> yeah. a full holiday. It really is. It's yeah, a full yeah. holiday. Yeah. And, and in Canada, it was like a fun day. Okay. But it hasn't yet achieved holiday status. Got There's it. not a greeting card for it yet up in Canada. Noted, noted. So I mean, a, do a you very think... Canadian version of 420. Yeah, but so. what, is that because it's legalized? Or had, had you experienced that before? And, and it's the same. Who knows? The Someone sense, from Canada. I know. We probably should <laughs> have a know. Canadian <laughs> respond. The, the sense I got was it, it has existed before, and it probably had a little bit more of an edge before legalization. Got it. Um, but it didn't sound like it was ever as large as what we would have seen in, I can mm-hmm. use my personal experience, in Colorado. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which uh, Boulder, for example, I was going to say no, like Norlin Quad thing going on in uh, Canada, n- not as significantly, <laughs> I'd say. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, Silly. interesting. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. Well, so there to we take a different turn, um, yeah. I wanted to talk a little bit about the environment and sure. what yeah. Native Roots is doing to make the industry more sustainable. Yeah. yeah. No, okay. it's a great question. It's super, super important, by the way, um, and it's something that we take extremely seriously. The impact that we have on the environment um, as an industry real, and it's something that we need to make sure that we are helping to mitigate that impact, reduce it, um, mm-hmm. and ultimately make sure we're just being friendly in the earth that we're you know, yeah. pulling all this amazing product from. So what we have done or what we do is um, we've put together a, a really a cross-functional group within our own organization that focuses on sustainability measure Uh, and activity identification, ultimately execution. So that group just recently rolled out a recycling program through our stores, um, is exploring such things as ways to reduce our energy load out of our cultivation facility through implementation of things like LED um, lights and parts of our grow, which we've started now. Uh, Gosh, being able to compost and utilize some of the waste byproduct of Mm -hmm. the cannabis production and grow process has yeah. also been kind of a core focus along with a huge number of other things frankly like 
trying to have uh, more carpooling to the facilities okay. or to company yeah, yeah. events or starts like with the little day. things yeah. it really yeah. does matter yeah for sure um so you'll see us out there for bike to work day too nice, nice. Gonna be, we're gonna be holding strong so Excellent. colorado of you <laughs> i know you yeah, gotta do it uh so and you know but additional additionally to that i our organization cares a ton about the local community mm-hmm. um and so more broadly, we've got a fairly robust um, uh, corporate social responsibility program that we've implemented over the, well, in, in some respects, it's existed for probably like three years um, where we have each of our local operations. So primarily our stores that are kind of satellite sites all over the state. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, objective of having essentially a local partner got it. that they can either support through volunteerism uh, they also have um, some funding to essentially support local um, nonprofits and charities. Oh, nice. Um, cool. And then organizationally, we've got a few partners that we've partnered with in a more serious way um, over the years that support things like at-risk youth, um, folks that uh, nice. could potentially medically benefit from okay. from cannabis. So Nice. Um, the Chanda Foundation is one. Uh, Denver Urban Scholars is another. Okay. So and then our list of uh, folks that we support through the store functions and activities is pretty significant as well. Nice. Excellent. Good well, that's awesome. Hear. Yeah. To hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. so often, and, and it what is one of the commonalities in this industry is, you know, people seem to take, take community and an acknowledgement of the environment and taking care of what we're given, as you mentioned, uh, very seriously. So that's awesome to hear that you guys are along those same lines. So, cool. Yeah. I think, because of the origin of this industry in general, which yeah. is, it was largely a grassroots led, you know, effort to ultimately manifest the, mm-hmm. the legislative environment that sort of created this regulated industry. Yeah. There's so much passion around staying deeply engaged in the community, mm-hmm. um, uh, maximizing the positive impact of this product. Um, yeah. And just helping lives, and mm-hmm. and you know that may or may not sound cliche, but I think every company, in some way, shape, or form, that's been successful or is going to stand the test of time, or has a, uh, a population of staff that are excited to show up to work, yeah, have yeah. that as like a core fundamental part of their uh, reason for being. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I, I mean, even cool. as a small podcast, we we're trying to get more and more involved. We just did an episode on, you know, um, incarcerated cannabis mothers and yeah. trying to raise mm-hmm. funding for that. So it is an industry that cares. Yeah. It's really That's cool 100% to see. to be a part of. So. Yeah. Um, again, to shift gears. Shifting. Uh, Shifting. We recently went down to Colorado Springs, and uh, you guys Lovely. have a gas station down there. We gas have a couple gas stations You do have a couple there. gas stations. We particularly went to one. We on to swerved so hard. We are like, we got to oh, go. Yeah, we were driving <laughs> past it, and it was one of those moments yeah. of, like, Turn around! Turn the car! <laughs> so we went, we went to the gas station. We filled up. We checked it out. Unfortunately, they weren't open, so we couldn't go inside, but oh, we're going no. back. Um, we got gas for our camper van. I appreciate that. <laughs> Two-part question. Yeah. Was, is that a marketing stunt, fully and wholly, and not even if it is or isn't? Talk to us about some kind of crazy marketing ideas that you've come across in this industry. <laughs> well, where or that, that idea came from yeah, to start that with. Idea. And then just, yeah, definitely your crazy marketing ideas. Yeah. 
Oh gosh, I can't give away the crazy market. Well, the ones you've <laughs> already done. Yeah, yeah no, for sure. <laughs> um, so uh, I cannot take credit for that idea. Um, that was really a combination of our owners and, and some folks within the organization. But it was a combination of wanting really good real estate that had totally good fair. access to yeah. traffic and uh, and ultimately doing something fun. I mean, this industry yeah. is fun. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And it's a unique way to engage uh, a population that is still warming to the fact that this industry exists. Mm -hmm. There's real value to, you know, people's use of the product, all of those types of things. So this is just a fun way to engage in it. Um, Good real estate, good opportunity to draw some traffic and in places where people go. Well, it works. (laughs) We nearly tipped over the van, like trying to flip a UE. That's funny. It's just fun. Like you said. Yeah. No, and there's, I mean, shoot, there's so many different, there are a lot of restrictions around marketing. Don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of fun ways to Mm -hmm. market your business in cannabis and, you know, some of it is the fact that it's kind of a fun, playful product um, yeah. and has that stereotype. Whether or not that's appropriate, it's uh, played off of a lot. But, mm-hmm. you know, the things that we really love to do are partner with like awesome organizations and yeah. deliver fun, new, innovative products, um, engage together to like have a meaningful impact on the community. So for years, we would sponsor the uh, 420 concert with mm-hmm. typically nice. Method Man and Red Man. Always a good Fun. time. Method Man and Red Man, if you're listening, <laughs> appreciate you. Um, Thanks, guys. We've done strains with artists like Grizz and, oh, nice. and some others. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, most recently, we've rolled out a commemorative joint in collaboration with the Fillmore called the Mammoth. Nice. Um, so this year is their 20th anniversary uh, of operation. And they were initially called the Mammoth, the oh, okay. actual facility it. itself. And I've been in Colorado for 20 years, and I didn't even actually know that. I, I, was gonna say, know. I didn't know that either. I've been here uh, since 2005. So, yeah. So they were called the Mammoth. And so we rolled out a commemorative joint with those guys. And those types of things are super fun to oh, do. Yeah. yeah We've yeah. done some, like, uh, partnerships with um, Meow Wolf through the – and some related cool. entities through, like, the Electric Avenue event that took place a few okay. months back. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gosh, our marketing team is like probably throwing laser beaming ideas into my brain. Right. If you're watching live from the marketing team, yes, <laughs> we'll, we'll add more. Are they there. commenting right now? They probably are. They probably are. <laughs> what about this? Yeah, I yeah. know we. We're always fascinated by the marketing side of this yeah. industry because of the regulations, yeah. and it yeah. forces people to get so creative. Raise which your is hand if you've been banned from Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yes, probably several Oops. times. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah. So thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, and it, for us, it's about not just doing the same darn thing. I yeah. mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I love the um, publications that are out there that kind of cater to a cannabis specific audience, mm-hmm. um, and there's some real value there for sure. It's really difficult to reach a broader audience um, yeah. in this industry, and so having unique, creative ways to engage the population just in general is so key. Yeah, um, and it's really where we devote the lion's share of our time and effort and energy. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, too, like we find that word of mouth, great product and extremely high quality retail experience. It just feels good to the customer yeah. Yeah. is yeah, yeah, yeah. more valuable than 
any singular advertisement we could place. Absolutely. I hear that yeah. all the time. I mean, Skip from Markaha was like, I don't even market. It's yeah. just word of mouth. That's yeah. it. Yeah, that <laughs> walks around and puts stickers on anything. Yeah, I put yeah, stickers yeah. on stuff, but mostly <laughs> yeah. people just tell each other about I talk to people in vandalized cities yeah. <laughs> skips awesome it's working but, yeah, um, skip's a good dude. so yeah. i guess along the lines of sort of getting into the minds of of your clientele are you a user of the plant or what is your relationship with them yeah no for sure it's a super good question um Yes, I do consume cannabis. I am a, I would say I'm a multifaceted consumer of Ooh. cannabis. Ooh. Yes, many facets. <laughs> um, like a diamond. Like I, in the nostril, <laughs> or like, what facets are we talking about? Uh, <laughs> well, I tend to be, I, I, have a compl- I have a hard time putting my mind to sleep. So Amen. I tend to find that cannabis is um, awesome for um, allowing my mind to slow down a little bit so I can sleep well. So I consume cannabis for sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, and, and that can come in all sorts of forms. I like some of the chocolates out there that have that specific intent. Um, I like, uh, some of the pill based forms that have that. And I actually like some of the vape products that do that. Yeah. I tend to find flour for me for sleep is not as effective. Yeah. Um, It's kind of a daytime activity. Uh So, but no, I'll, I'll consume flour. I'll consume edibles. I'll consume vape. If I had to default to anything, it's probably vapes. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I feel like it's the easiest yeah, for me. It's just it like convenient. Doesn't simple. last like 12 hours like an edible sometimes can. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you can find a uh, shameless product pro- plug, I'll, I'll, it's okay. uh, I'll do it. <laughs> totally fine. Um, so if you can find like non-additive added vape product, so completely uncut product, um, yeah. That's great. And uh, we just recently released a product called Spectra. Okay. Has both CO2 oil version of that, but then also has um, uh, a live resin version in packs and then multiple other form factors. And, you know, that to me is nice. It's not harsh on the throat. Nope. It's mild. I can sort of meter the dose that I want. Yeah. Vapes. Thumbs up. Well, next up on the review. Checklist. Yeah, we'll have Spectra to give Live that Resin. A try. Spectra, we got to give We're that one a We're always looking for the all sorts of strains. It's delicious. Yep. Nice. Noted. I'm also with you on the sleep products. I'm always looking for good sleep products, so I will ask what your favorite sleep products are. Yeah. So we've got um, okay. We've got a product. There's a couple that I'll mention. We've got a product called Opal Sleep. It's a pill-based formulation. Mm-hmm. So, or excuse me, snooze. Um, I love that one. Right. And then uh, 1906 has a midnight chocolate. I like that, that one, one a lot yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, those are kind of probably my two primary ones. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But there are plenty of other, you know, reasonably mm-hmm. good ones out there as well. Absolutely. But those are the ones that we carry, and I, you know, tend to default to those. Yeah. That 1906 midnight chocolate, and I'm I'm similar to you. I can't turn my brain off at all. ADHD. Yeah. Um, that thing put me down like a tranquilizer the first time <laughs> yeah. I took it. I, I seriously, I was like, yeah, okay, for sleep, whatever. And um, 15 minutes later, I was like mouth open, drilling on the pillow. Yeah. yeah. So no, I, I've, got a, well. I've got a small child too, and she likes actually pretty darn great sleeper. Oh, um, but there's, a, you know, there's some times where you need to like turn off your sensor so intense that it's <laughs> like, Where's the baby? What's going on with the baby? Is the baby oh, yeah. awake? Yeah. Um, and that just will keep you awake. Um, 
even when there's no issues. So. Yeah. yeah, been there Absolutely. nannying children. Yeah, you know, just for a week of not being able to sleep for that reason because yep. I'm not used to that. I don't have any kids. Yeah. Yep. So, your favorite question? I was gonna Casey say Jones? it's it's come. So we ask everybody we talk to. Oh dang. Um, <laughs> you got to polish don't off worry. your crystal ball a little bit here. Um, yep. We are always interested. What are your predictions for one year? five year and 10 years in the cannabis industry from where you sit at native roots. Yeah. And maybe I'll work backwards. Totally fine. Yeah. I think in 10 years, there is an extremely high likelihood of federal legalization of the mm -hmm. industry in general. Okay. Um, I think it at that point will probably still be state specific programs, but Got it. that makes sense. I think there will be less barriers around tax and um, business formation and ultimately being able to bank um, yeah. you know all of those things I believe will have been addressed in that 10-year time frame okay I think in uh, probably five years we'll probably double the number of states on the adult use side and uh, probably clean up most of the rest of the states in some way shape or form or another on the medical side mm -hmm. um, there may be some holdout states but yeah I think the likelihood is low. Some of the very uh, liberal states and very conservative states now have yeah. some form of uh, a cannabis program, whether it's, you know, as little as decriminalized cannabis or um, all the way up to adult use. Yeah. Um, in, a, in a year, I think you'll see the Colorado cannabis companies have the opportunity to continue to grow much mm -hmm. more significantly. So yeah. I think you'll start to see Colorado cannabis companies having more of a national presence um, and uh, the homegrown team here having the opportunity to really like uh, engage more in that competitive market that today we're a little handcuffed from. Yeah, 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 absolutely with that lack of public equity access, which yeah. has been a big issue. So. Yeah. But it's turning around, it sounds like. so. We're getting there. Um, you have mentioned that you're moving into a couple states. Um, obviously, I, I agree with you. I think it is going to be predominantly state-run programs, even if we move to a federal reg or deregulation and, and ultimately legalization model. What, what are a couple of states that you're really excited about right now in the near future and kind of moving forward? Yeah, th I mean, there's a bunch, I would say, honestly. There's uh, some states that have kind of similar population bases to, to Colorado, you know, states like, let's say some of the states up in the um, Northeast, mm -hmm. whether it be New York in some respects or New yeah. Jersey, Maryland, ultimately awesome yeah. states there. Some of the Southern states uh, have some really unique opportunities too. So yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's funny to say this, but I think Georgia is ultimately going to be an interesting cannabis market. It'll <laughs> okay. take longer to get there. Georgia. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but f Florida or some of those States in that area. Um, yeah. Some of the Midwest States I like are, you know, I think ultimately Ohio and Michigan will be really great markets. Okay. Um, Illinois, ultimately, if it does decide to go wreck by tomorrow, <laughs> Illinois, if you're listening, you can pass your, legislation you tomorrow it. Vote. Um, <laughs> uh, that'll be a really great market I think yeah. that that will continue to significantly grow the industry mm -hmm. as well yeah yeah kind of those big metropolitan epicenters right like if New York yeah. Chicago they start to fall you know I uh, Georgia's th that's the first time I've heard Georgia from people I th but I think like if, the if Atlanta, Atlanta population goes, yeah. yeah the Atlanta population yeah, is all about yeah, it yeah yeah I have some extended family in I was gonna in, say uh, where are you Atlanta. from <laughs> <laughs> Or well, what's your connection to Georgia? <laughs> yeah, it's through my wife. Uh, okay. um, 
No, I was I was born in Massachusetts. Oh wow, okay. I lived in the UK for a short period of time. Nice. Very then cool. moved to North Carolina, and now I'm here, and I've been here for quite some time. Nice. Very long time. Okay. Okay. Very cool. Um, Should we look at questions? I was going to say we got you for ten more minutes. You mind if we pull a couple yeah, of sure. live questions? See here? if we yep. have, any we have any over there. But gotta please the internet fans, all three of them. <laughs> yes, good question. At uh, this point in the recording, we grabbed my cell phone to see if anybody that was watching live had any questions. There weren't any good ones, so we are going to just go ahead and skip over this section. And now back to talking with Ryan Brown. We'll leave it to you. Do you have anything that you feel we missed or that we wouldn't have known to ask that you just want to share in general? Well, yeah. So let me just share um, a couple of things that I think on your product reviews you could do. Ooh. <laughs> or, or one thing, and I've actually brought some notes so I don't forget all of the talking nice. points. There you go. Um, starting in June 10th, we're launching our Can of Coach program. Okay. So we've got some of the most experienced bud tenders just in the industry and uh, have a pretty rich in-house training program. They're actually doing one of our onboarding programs right now, which is full day. But the Canop Coach program allows people to essentially register to meet with a, a, one of our bud tenders mm -hmm. in a one-on-one -on -one session to kind of talk more specifically and, and dive a little bit deeper into their needs around cannabis why are they yeah. interested in cannabis what's going on in their world and mm -hmm. how can we collaborate to identify some things that have worked for others that may be beneficial to them that's so. a great idea i, I know so say, many people that need that myself included yeah, sometimes. yeah i was gonna say i think we're if we could we should come back and do that yeah if, june if june 10th is when it launches Got it. um and then uh, shortly thereafter, it'll be like online reservations at the various stores, um, nice. both in Canada as well as Colorado, ultimately. So, nice. so that's cool. cool. So yeah. that'll be fun. That's very cool. That's awesome. Um, yeah, we have new flavors of our uh, distillate pods that are coming out, our nice. vape line. So that'll be fun. Try those. I was going to say, do. reviews coming to you shortly. Yes. Great. We'll be honest. Yeah, we will be honest. Ryan <laughs> seems pretty cool, but we're not afraid to offend him. So. <laughs> hey, the only way that we make good product is you, if you tell us it's good or if you tell us it needs to get better. Yep. A no is as good as a yes sometimes. You know? Yeah, true. I agree to that. Yep. Um, also, infused uh, caviar hemp cones um, oh, okay. coming out here pretty shortly. Nice. So those will be super fun. Yeah. Very yeah, delicious. Yeah. I'd say that personal experience. We did a testing actually in this room. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, Rough life. That's what the soot is on the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that one is excellent. So nice. come back cool. and try those. Absolutely. would love nice. to. Appreciate awesome. you. Well, thank you so much for doing this with yeah. us. Mm -hmm. You know where to find Native Roots, but nativeroots.com? Nativerootsdispensary.com. Yep. Native there you go. And, and they do have a map locator, so you can find the dispensary near you. Yes, um, I was rifling but links that will be in the blog that we post after the podcast or with the podcast, so mm -hmm. you'll have no trouble finding it. Yep, and last but not least, favorite dad joke. Favorite dad joke. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> on the oh, spot like that. Man, <laughs> I'll, I'll tee you up one that is not necessarily cannabis related, but it's like in the it. culture. Okay. Um, what does a Rastafarian pirate say? <laughs> already terrible this is this is gonna be <laughs> just so don't even bad. say it yeah <laughs> everything's gonna be all right <laughs>
Wow, that was every bit yep. as bad as I was hoping was it could be. Oh, bad. absolutely. Yeah, yeah I got bad. plenty more. But <laughs> well, after that, I can't. I can't follow. I will leave it on. You'll never smart. do as bad. I, yeah. <laughs> if you want to call our phone number and just leave us a voicemail with a dad joke, fair enough. Go for it. Perfect. Fair well, enough. again, thank you so much for taking the time. We'll let yes. you go. We know you're a busy man. Thank you, everyone, for watching thank and for ultimately for listening to the podcast that will be produced and put out in a couple weeks. Yep. Perfect. Thank you all. All right, kids. Hopefully you enjoyed our interview with Ryan Brown, the CEO of Native Roots. We had a lot of fun with it. We'd love to hear your comments and your questions for Ryan. All of this will be transcribed into a really cool blog post with pictures and videos on our website, maryjaneexperience.com. Check us out on social media. We're on them all, anywhere you get your podcasts. Again, thank you so much to Native Roots and Ryan Brown, as well as my co-host, Casey Jones. What, what? For doing all of the production work. He is incredible. Ah, uh, you're too kind. <laughs> so yeah make sure to follow us on social media give us give us your support we really appreciate it and we'll see you next week side note i do have to throw in here definitely check out our new mini series it's called shits delicious we're going to post videos on youtube as well as the blog uh, where we do mini reviews of products so it's kind of a good palatable way for you to learn about the stuff that we're trying and what might work for you so check that out great plug Always. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's delicious. Sometimes. Yep. Sometimes it's not delicious. Yeah, it, it should be, you know, com- mostly shit's delicious. <laughs> sometimes shit's delicious. Sometimes it's not. <laughs> Anyways, definitely check that out. Really short episodes to give you an idea of what's going on in the product side of the industry, especially here in Colorado. If you have some products that you want us to test, let us know about what your favorite product is, and if you've tried some of the stuff we've tried, let us know what your experience are. We want to hear from you, as always. So, in that final plugging note, good night, stoners. Peace out, potheads. We love you so much. So very much. It's almost weird. All 10,000 of you that have visited the website. I was just looking at that. We've had 10,000 visits.